Hi, my name is Hayley. And this is Ashley. And we run the Carnegie Cinema Club in Blackrock Library. We're currently chatting via Skype on <laughs> lockdown. And we're very excited to get back to work whenever that is so we can keep the cinema club going. Because um, we've been really enjoying it, haven't we? Interesting. Yeah, it feels like it just actually started building up with a nice crowd and um, it was getting to be a very regular, like expected event in the library. So it would be really yeah. nice to get back to normal. Yeah, and sort of <laughs> we, we did intersperse it with our um, our filmmaker evenings as well. So they kind of complement each other. Um, the filmmaker evenings were where we would bring in a filmmaker to show one of their piece of work, whether they're an editor, um, producer, or maybe f- a fine art um, experimental filmmaker. And then we would chat to them afterwards. So that was more about the sort of creative process of filmmaking. And then the film club, which will just... Um, we'll go through some of the films we watched. That was just to sort of give us a broad um, introduction to to art house and international cinema. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so we have a lovely little crowd of people that come every once a month. Yeah. And it's very informal. Sometimes we sit on the couch. Um, sometimes there's more people. We have chairs laid out and we black out the blinds when we need to or the windows and do a little intro we watch the film and we chat about it afterwards it's it's very casual and I don't think we've watched a film we all hated have we no if if we've watched a film that people didn't like it at least sparked you know a little bit of yeah. more discussion or a bit more heated debate yeah. um, but there's never been a film that everyone just was thinking oh no that, that was terrible yeah or that we regretted picking something so far and there have I mean so there have been an uncomfortable moments <laughs> but that's expected <laughs> yeah. and we should and we should be challenged that way um, yeah. so maybe we'll just um go quickly through all the films as a recap for those who've been in the film club with us or those who might want to join and and, and come along when we go back to work mm. uh, and sort of get an idea of what we've watched um so we started with debut films of famous directors and the first film we watched was um steven spielberg's first film called jewel so it's d-u-e-l and that's really it's filmed in 71 and it's about this menacing truck that terrorizes Mm. this man in a car and it all takes place in the californian highway and and it's there's very little dialogue and it's literally just the truck chasing the car. Um, and it's really good. Um, and it's very <laughs> tense. Um, it's based on a short story by uh, Richard Matheson. And yeah, that was a nice sort of, you wouldn't, you'd think of it the Spielberg film, it would be really um, sort of Hollywood or, it, I, I mean, it just was very simple story and, and just told really well. And um, yeah. you're kind of, don't realize you've been kind of gripping your seat or clenching your fist the whole way through it's very it's quite a little bit scary but um that was yeah. the first one we watched you chose and that there, film didn't you yeah you you set yes. up the theme <laughs> what was your your theme was um like first films by kind of famous yeah. now established directors right yeah and that went on for quite a while so we we did probably about seven or eight of those um yeah the next one we watched was shadows by john cassavetes 
um, it's an, uh, another American film. It was in 1959, he made that. Um, that was kind of sort of heralded the beginning of American independent cinema. It was a real move away from from the studio sort of um, rigid, formulaic, glossy kind of filmmaking. And he ran a actor's workshop in New York and they sort of did so much improv and workshops and this this film came out of that and it's a sort of set in, in it's set in the New York in New York City around that time and it's about a family and sort of racial divides um racial tension interrelational raci- relationships it's about being sort of being black in New York City at that time and it's kind of the beat generation and it 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 sort of, it, I guess it inspired Mean Streets. Scorsese said it's one of the films he, oh. he really loved. Um, and also, um, they say it kind of showed filmmakers that they could make that kind of movie and they didn't need the big big budgets. Because a lot of the actors would have mm. been on the crew as well. So the actors would take turns filming and uh, everyone was mm. involved. And it's a very sort of raw workshop type feel. Um, mm. Were you there for that one? No, I um, actually didn't. You kind of started up this series or this season of movies. Um, mm-hmm. it, you were really the, the what's the word? <laughs> the it, originator of it. Yeah, instigator. So um, I didn't actually get really involved in the club until we watched uh, jo- uh, Claire Denis' Chocolat film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was I don't want to rustle too many papers here. Um, so that's not far into it, though. So the, after... Um, was that her first film? Yeah. Because that was part of the same season, so... Um, oh, right, yeah. So, Casavetes was, was one I always wanted to watch. Um, I mm. did start to watch a few of these other ones, but the quality wasn't great. The quality, the sound was really b- hard for us on that one, because they sort of mumble, and then we, the quality oh. of the, the copy is... The, just the quality of the film wasn't great that way, but it was really, yeah. really um, nice to see, and um, to see where his his sort of naturalistic style and how it influenced the kind of new wave. Um, after that, we went to Joanna Hogg, who is one of my favourite directors, um, unrelated. So um, that was her first film. Um, she, this is very Scorsese related. She recently made Souvenir in the cinema with um, Scorsese as producer because he saw her second film, Archipelago, and he thought it was amazing, and it it really is. I think did we watch that in the film club too? I don't think we did actually. I don't. Think we we might have just Pelago talked about now. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but unrelated is about this sort of uh, middle-aged woman who goes on holiday with her friends and her fr- her friend's family in Italy, and it it has um, Tom Hiddleston in it as well. And they, the, again, it's quite sort of naturalism style they lived the cast all lived in the house where they filmed and it's just about their holiday and her kind of being torn between the parents and the teenagers she's kind of in a midlife crisis and not quite ready to she wants to have fun with the kids yeah she's going through something yeah yeah and it's there's there's just some amazing scenes in it there it's very slow moving there's some really good scenes that, ha- that happen off camera and you only hear them and that's kind of her style she does that with Archipelago as well and she's very good at sort of the tension and um, long scenes and <laughs> with sort of very ordinary dialogue um, she's compared to uh, Eric Romer 
in that way, sort of the British Eric Romer. Um, yeah, so that was lovely. And then after that is when you came in, so we did uh, Chocolate <laughs> with Claire Denis. Maybe you want to talk about that one? Yeah. Um, I mean, this, this one is just... For that to be her first film is crazy. Like, it's so... The scope of it is huge. It's set in colonial um, Cameroon. So it's uh, a French, for a young French family who've just been basically transplanted there as diplomats. And um, sort of their relationship with the, and particularly the, the woman in the house, the wife, uh, the relationship with the, the staff who are all, of course, Cameroonian, Cameroonians. Um, yeah, ca- Cameroons. <laughs> we yeah. should have researched what the word was. Um but it's it's good. It has um you know it's a back and forth between uh, present present day and the past where this this woman has travelled back to the the childhood, um one of her childhood homes in, in Cameroon to to kind of see, I don't know what's left or yeah. how life is for everyone there and it's it is it's it's quite deep. It's yeah, it's, it's her, beautiful it's, to look at. It's so you know, nice. Everyone yeah. everyone in it is so beautiful. Um. And I've actually watched, we both watched her, not together, but we watched that film High Life, which is her yeah. latest, yeah. which is a complete departure, completely. Yeah, <laughs> you would yeah. never think it's the same uh, director, basically, apart from yeah. the lingering. Because it was like a Hollywood <laughs> film, but it, did, it didn't feel like that at all. It did feel yeah, like very it's, much. Yeah, it's a sci-fi and it's a... Creative sci-fi. It's, me- it's pretty meditative as well. Like, you know, there's a lot of landscape or you know not landscape but lingering shots and things mm-hmm. left unsaid and that kind of very french way but yeah, <laughs> it's, um, yeah. it's she totally also did different. a white material i haven't actually seen that i haven't watched it all i've started to watch it and Bo chavai oh you um, you watched that one as well didn't we yeah that was the them. we watched that one further on in our mm-hmm. series but um that was a really beautiful film that's about the french foreign legion Mm. and it, I think it's the same cinematographer that she used for Chocolat. It's really beautiful to watch, and it's very um, homoerotic. Um, mm. Homoerotic, would you say? Uh, <laughs> she, It's all sort of their exercises out in the... I think they're in the African landscape, and they're all male bodies, and they're doing their pull-ups and everything, but it's really beautifully shot, and it's, yeah. it, it's like a dance almost and they do kind of appear to be dancing at times and it's it's just about their kind of they're in the middle of nowhere they're kind of all a bit lost they're I, I don't really know how they recruit in the French Foreign Legion but I think it's maybe they're I think they'll take anybody they'll take anyone <laughs> <laughs> so there's all sorts of characters um yeah and they're kind of stateless and it's really really beautiful it's um less of a an obvious plot than chocolat or anything it's kind of okay it's more poetic i would say mm. um so yeah she's an amazing director um still going then we watched I, uh, In- ingmar bergman's film and his first film was wild strawberries and mm. we had the lovely alga cameron cox come in for that she's oh, just yeah, of one of our um, patrons and she actually runs a psycho analytical film festival in dublin which um i didn't know for uh, when uh, before i asked her to oh i didn't know she ran it what's the name of the festival psychoanalytical film festival oh that's the name okay wow. yeah so 
she just was always getting out Bergman films so <laughs> I asked her would she like to talk about it and I yeah. had a chat with her one day about Bergman and she knew so much she's actually writing a thesis on him or a book on him so yeah. I said you have to come to our film club so she came in and she and that was great because it we got treat, treated yeah. to um a nice um talk about him after with from her and that so he's a Swedish director and Wild Strawberries she's, was, yeah sorry she's so she's so knowledgeable yeah 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 yeah, and our our um our club really liked her, so we were, we were maybe a little bit jealous. <laughs> I think yeah. we got a lot out of that that one. But that was good. That was really good. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I totally loved that film. Um, it's it's for all sort of Freudian memory and dreams, and um, I'd like to watch more of his films because he's such a big name. Yeah, I think that film in particular gets shown a lot. Um. Mm. Or maybe I'm just thinking of the IFI. Um, is it the IFI? They call their sort of over 65 screenings the Wild Strawberries. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's why I'm putting it down to, I, I, you know, familiar with the title. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I haven't really watched any of his movies at all. Maybe that's... I mean, I think yeah. we initially kind of thought it would be lovely to revisit these directors' next films, which we did with Claire Denis and mm. maybe we will with the other ones as well. yeah. Um, then we watched Black Peter, which I loved. Um, oh, that was so fun! Yeah, that's from nineteen sixty-three, Czechoslovakia, as it was yeah. then. My, Milos Forman, Czech New Wave. Um, that was really li- nice because we watched a lot of heavy stuff, so that kind of felt yeah. quite light. This was fun. Just set, yes, sixties, uh, uh, just sort of before the Prague Spring, and was kind of idle youth, kind of just really separated from their parents who wanted them to sort of get a you know a trade and become responsible yeah. and and he's just he just doesn't this might um oh, what's the boy's name in it he's just kind of wandering around um it's quite funny in parts like he gets a job trying to stop people stealing from a local shop <laughs> and this very he's supposed common. to be the security guard yeah he's supposed to be <laughs> really bad. he's too afraid to go up to people and tell them yeah. to stop stealing yeah he's <laughs> too shy um mm. and he, yeah so there's lovely scenes in that love like um some of the scenes are in this big ballroom and it feels like it really is of that time maybe there's a lot of extras there or maybe they're just yeah. actually at a dance but it's lovely um to see and he he went on to do one fear of the cuckoo's nest um, oh yeah and another film i don't know if you watch this one a blonde in love is I think one of his films that came after that. that and it was really really beautiful it's from told from a young girl's point of view kind of unrequited love and it's re- like you kind of don't expect the sensitivity of the film because he's a man and <laughs> she's a young woman but it, it's really it's really much on her side and told yeah. about what it's like from a young woman's point of view to go through that so it was really nice um it's a lovely film as well um interesting then we what do we Night of the Hunter? Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a remake planned of this, which fills me with dread. But um, oh really? Yeah, they want to make like just a contemporary remake, like not a period piece. Okay. Which I think I don't know. The film is so weird. It's so good though. Yeah. Um, and it's Charles Lawton's only director credit. Um, it's just like it's very dreamy in parts. It's crime, but it it goes into this sort of dreamscape with the kids and stuff yeah yeah it's very unsettling with the 
the kids being preyed on (laughs) by this evil like what is he pretending to be a a vicar yeah Mitchum he's brilliant like he's uh, he's just so creepy (laughs) Um, I I really enjoyed that movie I have to say Um, that was very really good yeah the the kind of end scene of that is really scary as well isn't the kind of him is he whistling in it a lot He's yeah, really, he's, he's sort of a bad man. <laughs> he's a bad, bad man. Uh, yeah. But it, obviously you can see where it, it inspired a lot of um, later crime films and later yeah. kind of that, that noir, Kate, neo-noir Kate kind Fear of feeling. kind of has that vibe. Is that in, yeah. I don't know if it was inspired Is that by the that. same actor? I think it is. Kate Fear? Oh, yeah. yes. Is it, it is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would be, yeah. It's, it's quite similar yeah. to that. Maybe it's the same Paper is probably a little more straightforward, but um, it's yeah, that's mm. really good. Then we did. Uh, this is the last one we did in the the first time debut film. So it was Badlands by Terence Malick. Mm. It's just like such a good first film to make. Um, <laughs> Neo noir, they call it. It's made in nineteen seventy three. Sissy Spacek and, and Martin Sheen, and uh, they are on the run in Man- Montana from some crimes and it's just so beautiful it's just worth seeing just for even mm. just the beautiful shots and the the, the music um and the, they're kind of just almost sort of capturing their eye kind of naive and angry and outsiders really um yeah but it's a it's a it's a really lovely film um i was kind of i had i think i had seen it years ago but i was when I watched it again, I didn't realize how much it it was like the film True Romance. It obviously was directly lifted yeah. from that with with the music, the sort of panpipe music that goes throughout it. Oh yeah, um, panpipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and the the scenery is just beautiful, and the the kind of car just tearing through the landscape is. Yeah, it yeah. looks great. Yeah, Real epic, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's a real that's a classic, it's like an instant classic. Mm. Um. And then we went on to alternative perspectives in Asian cinema. Yeah. Did we give it a title? I can't remember. That was sort of a working title. <laughs> a working title. <laughs> <laughs> to be finalised. Um, yeah, this was in the last summer. So we watched um, my first solo run without you at my <laughs> side. We yeah. watched uh, Rashomon uh, by Kurosawa, which came out in 1955. And part this is sort of off the topic but part of you know running the film club is we get to use a lot of our own personal choices in what we buy or what we select mm-hmm. um and what we get to add to the library collection which is you know a perk of it so we got a lovely um i can't remember the edition now but it's a beautiful disc uh edition with um uh, like a guidebook basically to the film <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. was nice I took that home with me that was nice uh, I put, put Tar- it back tartan. into the library obviously, but <laughs> took that it home wasn't I don't know if it was Tartan was it Tartan they usually do the, 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 the Asian, Asian yeah. films though yeah. but I'm not sure I still haven't seen it yet but did you enjoy the film yes it's um it's good it's really the a very psychological kind of thriller um you know with different points of view overlapping stories um, contradictory stories it was really kind of groundbreaking for that which we kind of take for granted now in a lot of these mm. kind of any psychological film it's always one character story of the other but um, 
it's yeah. it's good because it's it's non-linear non-linear as well so you have to kind of concentrate a little bit yeah. but it's it's good it's good fun you know it's got the kind of Japanese fable characters you know the samurai and the yeah. woodcutter and all this it's it's um yeah. yeah very like it's like a fable really but it's it's really enjoyable I I must watch more of his movies yeah yeah because <laughs> that's the only one I've watched I think I probably have seen one or I can't remember the name um yeah. then we watched In the Mood for Love um oh, by yeah. Wan Kar Wai um so that was um that was made in 2000 and it was a Chinese film. Is it? I forgot what city it was in. It's, it's Hong Kong. Yeah. Oh, it's Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just one of my favorite films. I love it. Um, I've seen it so many times. It's um, gorgeous. Yeah. Just really gorgeous music again. I just, this seems to be why I like the music and yeah. sort of slow motion. They do, he does this amazing um, slow motion, which my brother explained to me that it's, um, I think he gets the actors to move really slowly, like slow motion, and then he speeds up the frame. Oh, so the kind of I didn't know. <laughs> like the other way around. Yeah. yeah, so then it looks like the, the things are moving fast around them, but they're kind of yeah. going through it, kind of like in their own world almost, like kind of in their own heads and kind of um, and the life going on around them but they're they're kind yeah, of dream like lovers yeah the lovers in their bubble yeah yeah so there's a um, two people who are being cheated on their partners are having an affair and they live next to each other and it's just them kind of both discovering that and then spending mm-hmm. time and with each other and kind of imagining what their partners are doing but um but it's all it's all very evocative all very beautiful evocative that it keeps they need a new word for evocative <laughs> I don't know but that that like is the, the the touchstone for that word is is this movie basically because it's it, it is really all is. about the movie like even the title of the movie is you know a very well known sort of love song so yeah it's yeah it's I believe it's it forms a tetralogy is what I found online oh, which yeah. is four movies not a quadrilogy which is what I would have called yeah, it but yeah. that's wrong so the latest part it's very loose now this um sort of sequence of films so the latest one that's going to come out that's related to this sort of universe is blossoms which is due out this year but i haven't okay it must be later in the year is we'll the ch- chunking express in that as well um it's oh i don't know that's so the Maybe. only other one i've seen of his there's one that came out a couple of years ago called um 2046 i think it's called Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how closely related they actually are. I think it's just mm-hmm. maybe they're the same city and same sort of feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, very. That very could be as close connected as they are, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's set in the sixties. Yeah. The fashion is gorgeous. The, yeah, it's very sensual, just wistful. That kind of like what could have been sort of feeling. Yeah, that we all like out of our sad romance movies. So yeah, <laughs> and then the main actor, what's his name? Oh, he's so handsome. What's his he's name? He's so handsome. <laughs> um, he's like he works with Wong Kar Wai a lot. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. It's gonna only me. Uh, Tony. No. Tony Lung. I'm not sure, no. but he. Oh he's... yeah, their names are quite similar, isn't it? Like yeah. Chong and, and Lung. Wai Lung. Or the two actors yeah. are called. Yeah. They're kind of 
collaborate a lot. So that that was a lovely break from our first Asian films we'd shown. Um, yeah. And then we went on to Australia. <laughs> 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 so yeah. we had, yeah, we planned a few Australian films. So the first one, we had a bit of a trouble with this um, DVD. So we... It was really hard to get because it was actually banned in the 70s. So you couldn't get it anywhere. We couldn't get it online. And we finally <laughs> got it from the IFI uh, on the day of the film club. So I had to yeah. run into town to get it and bring it out. And then we we didn't get a chance to watch it before, <laughs> basically. Which is lesson one of the film club, is that either yes, one of us should actually watch to, it yeah, first. It and was, just, just even to check the disc works. Uh, but this has... Yes. A problematic subject matter, but it was, to like, say the least. It was very hard to get, and it was re-released, um, I think that maybe that year, um, this last year. And yeah, it was a nice nice new edition you got, wasn't it? Yeah. It blue, a Blu-ray and a DVD, I think. And it is, it is a good film. It's, um, uh, who's directed it again? Ted Kotcheff. Kotcheff, yeah. And in 1971, in the Outback, and it's just this, he's a teacher, isn't he? His young teacher, he's in a rural Teacher town. and just this, yeah, his dream is to go to, to Sydney, to make it all the way to Sydney. Sydney or, yeah. But he's on a really um, low salary and does he have to go away and come back again before he can teach? He has to go out of the town for I think it's weeks. the Christmas holidays and he has yeah. to leave the school, which is in the desert. It's There's nothing around it. It looks like Mad Max, you know, there's yeah. <laughs> just dust bowl, basically. And he has to where does I don't even know where he's supposed to be going. Like he, he doesn't make it there. Let's just say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in and he starts just meeting the locals and drinking. Yeah, and it's just it's very funny and it's very it's um, funny. Yeah, he just gets totally dragged down to the level of everyone else in the in the town and yeah, in a very quick <laughs> sequence of events. <laughs> he's very like, he's very posh. Actually, he's English, is he, or is he Australian? He could be English. He does have an eight, like quite an Englishy accent. Yeah, he's so very maybe that's just Anglo the mark. Australian. Yeah, he is Anglo Australian. Yeah. He he he's sort of a bit uppity, and he very quickly loses. Mm. He gets sort of brought down to size, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny though. He's it's kind of that lovely. Not lovely is the wrong word. When you <laughs> lose your mind and and the, in this hot place, you know those kind of films that are all about the tension of the unbearable heat yeah. and the building. Uh, growing he's just always how covered crazy in, people are around you and yeah, um, yeah. but the reason he's why he's always sweating <laughs> just what it's, it's just always humid and he's always sweating and just thirsty and looks like the most uncomfortable man in the world it's, yeah yeah it's so good but then the, the only the only the only horrible part was there was a really horrible scene <laughs> in only. it which, which was we didn't know was going to go on that long and it, it was just some <laughs> It was like kangaroos being killed, basically. But it, it that's why the film was banned because they they filmed it f- um, for the film with local hunters. So they were local hunters. But uh, I think the manner in which it was filmed maybe was kind of uh, looked upsetting. Yeah, it would it would not pass muster today. Like even I believe even the crew were terrified of this scene because the the hunters got drunk and were just driving you know, around. Fired. And, yeah. Yeah, they do cull the kangaroos, I believe, anyway, but and they had licenses yeah. to well, do they so. They eat them, and yeah, but, yeah, they eat them for meat. So, but, but I think the crew were just terrified because they'd never yeah. seen anything like it, and yeah. they they weren't sober <laughs> doing this job. Yeah. So, so yeah. I think we all were watching that scene with our 
hands over our eyes. I was a bit shocking. Yes. Um, but it, <laughs> but it ultimately it's it's a really interesting film and it kind of mm. it's a, it's a horror, you would call it a horror film, like, kind of in a way, even though it's yeah, it's light it, it is. It's billed as a psychological thriller, but I would definitely go yeah near horror. It's like it's like any of those horror movies where, you know, the character just finds himself in a place that turns out to just not be as it seems. There's, yeah. you know, conditions attached to your enjoyment of, you know, gambling yeah. or, you know, <laughs> even wanting yeah. a pint. There's conditions for everything. Like, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, then, it's, very, it's worth a watch, though, if anyone yeah. can ever find it. <laughs> it's really, well, we ha- I mean, we have it now. Yeah, know. we have it in, in the library. <laughs> um, so, but there, as well, that day in the IFI, I got um, another um, box set Actually, I bought them myself. They're they're not actually work ones because oh, I didn't true, feel like yeah. I could. But um, they were <laughs> quite expensive for the library, and I hadn't watched them yet. So, um, but what was the other one I got? Um, it was another a- Australian film about an Aboriginal character, and we is it Billy something, or something? Jimmy or Billy? This is just great content for the podcast. Yes, <laughs> we could um, cut this out. But I think we were just a bit scared to play that after. Um, that one sounded just. You just know, as violent very bloody and violent so yeah i think it was yeah. it does sound good though it's about racial tensions a aboriginal yeah. man going on rampage around against the sort of white settlers who are abusing them in the town but um mm. again we we're like okay we need to give them something lighter um, <laughs> so we went for a picnic at hanging rock peter weir yes um 75 and it's a beautiful film it really is um very evocative, yeah. Ashling. <laughs> evocative, yeah. <laughs> this is one also I did not watch. I can't remember why, but... Oh, I think I just you, may, may have been yeah. out that day. Yeah. Um, I did read the book, though. The book is very good. Yeah. Um, so the film is half as good. So it's... But I, it's it, you go on. It, like, it, it, that... Um, the kind of imagery really inspired Sofia Capella with a lot of her films, like Virgin Suicides. It's those um, sort of... Victorian schoolgirls and out in the bush, mm. and a few of them go um, on a walk and go missing at this big rock, and it's very sort of mystical and and eerie, and there's sort of undertones of of um, lesbian love, and it's um, just it's very beautiful. I forgot how long it was. I had seen it before, but um. it actually there are loads of scenes in the school, and it, it is quite a long film, um, but really beautiful. And then we also we had a chapter to read at the end of that, which was where the, the writer, who I've forgotten her name right now, as uh, she went on to... Joan, Joan Lindsay is her name. Yeah. She wrote it very late in her life. Yeah. Um, it took her two weeks to write, apparently. Came to her in a dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's what it feels like. And she never wrote anything like that before. Like, it's totally off the wall for her. <laughs> So she had an extra chapter which she took out because she didn't want to say what happened to them. But if you want mm. to find out, you can look online and it's a draft she did of what might have happened. Yeah. Um, the mystery, though, is so... Yeah. That's what makes people believe that it's based on true events or that it's yeah. actually something that happened as yeah. well. So I love so the mystery. Yeah. And then we went to New Zealand films, was it? Coming of Age. Um, oh yes, this was um, starting in January of this year, so we just got under the wire with a 
calling it a season three three movies <laughs> uh we call it season four so yeah we i uh with your help i put this together um celebration of young people's stories um you know using world cinema so we did go to new zealand twice <laughs> during the season um and that's where kind of personal choice becomes personal bias because it's like something I want to share or watch with an audience, basically. Yeah, just well, that's what I did with another like, perk. Yeah. and Bergman. You just choose stuff. Yeah. Like, you have to have an interest in it in the first place, and that's why you're choosing the films to share them. Yeah. So uh, we watched uh, Taika Waititi's first uh, movie called Boy, which is hysterically funny and sad. Yeah. And um, we watched another New Zealand film, so kind of bookend it called uh, Whale Rider, which is from two thousand two, mm-hmm. um, and that's more it's like a, a point of view of a girl, a merry girl instead of a merry boy. But yeah, I like this. Yeah. Kind of, I like delving into that that culture. I find it so fascinating. Merry culture, yeah. You know, because we, we I, I love their we don't learn a lot about it in this part of the world anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, the accents are brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we did yeah. put subtitles on for. Whale ride, rail rider, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was hard to understand some parts, but um, yeah, <laughs> just yeah, really beautiful scenery and sort of a connection. Sort of they're very connected to the land, um, and that kind of kind of gets lost or has been lost. So the kind of mm. there was a sense of trying to get back to that in both films. Yeah, like the importance of the the tribe and the family. Yeah, in the community, you know. Um, yeah, I think that that was probably yeah, the kind of crux of both films really. Um, yeah, both sad as you say. Even though the first one was very funny, Ta- Ta- Taika with yeah. Matidi is brilliant. It was very um, funny, yeah. Yeah, and then what? Oh, in between we watched the Saudi Arabian one. Yeah, that was that was one of those movies that I picked because of the kind of the story around it, rather than its own story really. Yeah, you know, it's Haifa Al Mansour. She's She's quite uh, prolific now. She's gone on to make a lot of movies. Um, but it's the first film shot in Saudi Arabia by a Saudi a Saudi woman. So I just mm. thought for that alone, it's worth a watch. And yeah. it, it's, it was, it's, it's not too deep, you know. It's a very simple story on the, on the surface of this young girl who wants to basically have a bicycle of her own. But, you know, convention and... The world she lives in and her parents and other people's perception you know it's really starting to influence her life and mm-hmm. um yeah it's i thought it was sweet well it didn't make a huge splash i think with the club but um just it's, even the the politics of it is um, interesting radical like coming out of saudi arabia like i wonder how it was received there because yeah, you very I, much just tell the mother and daughter's experience yeah, because you know a film like that, like of you know a feature film, is going to take a long time to get funding and be made. Mm. And then you know Saudi Arabia actually did put it forward for selection in the Oscars, the Academy Awards. So you know they must have had some faith in it, maybe yeah. from the start or yeah. some belief in it, which is I, I don't know. The the director had to f- film from inside a van, direct from inside a van. Sorry. So she was on walkie-talkies yeah. to the crew who were filming, the male crew, I assume. She wasn't allowed out on the street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's why it was yeah, so interesting, outside. isn't it? Yeah. And that you were saying um, 
they didn't even have a cinema industry really no they don't don't. have like cinema like theaters basically um that's i think it's beginning to change but a a lot of the times they don't they wouldn't show a film a western film or yeah um, something that wasn't highly censored um and it seems to be a pursuit that's mainly for women and children in Mm -hmm. in saudi arabia like uh, to go to the movies basically yeah so it's it's changing there i assume but that's still pretty tough like yeah i think all her funding had to be like eu funding um i think a lot of funding came from germany to get mm-hmm. it made so yeah it's um it's an interesting one just for the the story behind it i think yeah and to see how, how they are living and the sort of the differences between her and some of her more conservative friends and um yeah. And the kind of just the daily struggles just as a young woman or a child, a young girl there. And yeah. So she's not allowed on a bicycle. Yeah. Um, and she, to all intents and purposes, she's a kid, you know, so it just yeah. seems so cruel that there's one rule for little yeah. girls and one rule for little boys. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Tally with us. You know? I liked that. That was lovely. Yeah. That was the last one we watched, was it? Um, oh, no, we watched all the... Well, we um, watched Rail Rider last, but yeah. yeah. That's the one we got in just before the library's closed so that's so, just to give a recap of what <laughs> what you'd be kind of in for if you came along to a <laughs> film club and this is sort of this is the vibe as well this is how we all talk about it um but it's nice it brings up some in- interesting discussions and viewpoints um and we will be pl- we are planning our our next season at the moment mm-hmm. um we'll, we'll, we'll what's your what's on your wish list Hayley? i wanted to ask you what was on your wish list for future themes or future movies um, I, there's so I mean there's so many more sort of French films I'd love to watch as well and um, I guess go to some sort of some countries we haven't gone to yet mm-hmm. I suppose yeah. and um, sort of planning a lot around the filmmaker evenings as well so there there's a lot more I want to explore there um, uh, we will have hopefully Gaza a documentary coming up um and also we're going to have an actress in to talk about her different roles and and what that's like because the filmmaker evenings we've so far maybe i'll just do a quick recap we we had um ema reynolds and claire strong with the farthest that was a science documentary that was lovely and they showed that and talked about it afterwards we had ema reynolds back to talk about her nature documentaries about the river shannon um maybe we'll get her back with her phil linnet film as well Oh, and yeah. then we had Alice, um, Alice Butler, um, from AEMI with some short, um, experimental film, as and then we had Tessa Power with her with her um, fine art films, um. Mm. So yeah, we've had lots of great people in, and and that's been a lovely compliment to the film club. That wasn't your question though. What is your, what, what, <laughs> what films are you thinking of for our next film club? I would love to get um some Italian stuff going like um mm-hmm. Fellini Bertolucci those kind of uh, directors yeah um again just for almost my own personal gain because yeah it's it's more enjoyable to watch a movie with the crowd and it really is yeah to get the feedback then afterwards and have the social discussion that usually arises just out of you know people basically you know the post-film yeah. discussion is one of the more enjoyable parts of it. So, yeah, um, yeah, just so maybe, yeah. So nice. maybe some Roma because I, I think that was on the plan. We didn't get around to it. Um, mm. 
yeah, there's so many we could watch. Irish cinema, obviously, as well, um, which we haven't really touched on yet. No, we haven't actually. Um, yeah, so there's lots. Um, and we are also open to sort of suggestions as well from the film, film club attendees. And we will send emails around before that um, begins. So if you'd like to join our email list, you can email us at blackrocklib at dlrcoco.ie or just call Blackrock Library to triple eight double one seven, and we can sign you up and just let you know when it's on. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Hayley. You'd like to say? No, it's good to see a familiar face yes. <laughs> <laughs> who I'm not related to. It's my first conversation all day. Um, I know. <laughs> okay, well, you're <laughs> taking care. And um, yeah, if you want to join our film club, you're more than welcome. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>